Mel. And Kel. And this is It's Called Culture. Ever heard of it? Hi, guys. Hello. We're back again with another great episode for you all. Sounding country. <laughs> I said no one ever to us at all. <laughs> oh my all God. right. So what are we talking about today, Melissa? We are going to talk about <laughs> food and more like behaviors surrounding food than necessarily actual food items. We saw something on Twitter. It's, it was several weeks ago, maybe a month ago or more now, but it was Swedengate was trending and it was because somebody had posted something about how in Sweden, the cultural norm is to not necessarily feed your guests. And I won't say it as like, okay, you're not going to invite someone over for dinner and be like, I'm not feeding you, but more like if your kid has a friend over and you know, it just becomes dinner time while their friend is there. They will call your, like, they'll call their kid down for dinner and like leave the friend in the room upstairs (laughs) in the bedroom. Like, I'll be right back. I got to go have dinner. And like, they will uh, set a plate and offer food to the the guest that they weren't planning on having. That is interesting. Definitely not something in our household. (laughs) No. So so all the like Swedish people came to came out in the comments and they were like, yeah, what's wrong with that? And then like every other culture pretty much was like, oh, my God, our culture falls on like the force feeding side of the spectrum. So to just not even invite the guests or to tell them like they need to go home because it's dinner time <laughs> is just like blowing my mind. No, like we our culture just wants to feed the neighborhood. I feel like that's what my my mother or like our mothers live for is just to see you eat. <laughs> like oh, they just want you to no, like. There's no greater joy in life than to, for them to watch someone eat. Right, and especially to like eat and then compliment like how good the food was. That's it. They can die tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> they die happy. Oh my! I mean, they're probably gonna die tomorrow because that's <laughs> what they think. But oh, it's. But it's just, it's such like a baffling concept to me. And I don't know where, like, like, so my husband, I always call him an American just because he's kind of like, doesn't have a real culture. (laughs) (laughs) His family and the way he grew up was always just like, I am going to make enough food for however many people I have sitting at the table. So if let's say they're in a family of four, they're going to pull out and defrost four chicken breasts and put four chicken breasts on the grill. And that's for dinner. So obviously, if like a friend comes over unexpectedly, you literally just don't even have an extra chicken breast to give them. It's So I guess like from a Swedish perspective, that's probably what's happening where like they just don't even have enough food to give you. It's not like they're trying to shut you out of their dinner, but like they only cooked four chicken breasts. Right. So you can't even have seconds if you live in the household. (laughs) No, we don't have a portion control. (laughs) It's like... You get two, maybe like two steaks. You get like a second serving of a steak, added ma- like mashed potatoes, French fries, <laughs> a hooge, some rice. Can you imagine what a Portuguese food pyramid would look like for like <laughs> daily servings? It would like 
keep extending and extending and then and end up being like maybe like <laughs> just become like a circle almost <laughs> with just carbs in the middle all, just all carbs potatoes on potatoes on <laughs> rice so did your husband grow up like having dessert like every day yeah isn't that like a thing that they do like don't they have a dessert or I'm also just seeing like what I see on TV like they always just kind of like you know like, eat up you gotta eat all your dinner if you want dessert oh you know yeah my husband He's like an ice. He'll have like ice cream after dinner. Yeah, like he's yeah. He'll he'll have a dessert. Yeah. See, I'm not. I am a dessert person, but I just don't think to. Okay, I just ate dinner. Let me have a dessert now. That's interesting. And I don't think I've ever really done dessert at like Portuguese restaurants. I will definitely get an after dinner espresso. Yeah, you're very big on those. But I feel like every time I would ask, like, what's for dessert at a Portuguese restaurant, like they'd be like flan or some chocolate mousse. And yeah. like, that was it was just never, never really did it for me. I can't say I really have either. I think our theory is like we're just too full from eating like the steak. You get that big, massive steak plate. Who has room for dessert? <laughs> I will say I clean it up. Yeah. I eat the whole steak. There is not a grain of rice left on the plate. I've Every been fry. You. you have. <laughs> I thought you were saying that you also clean it up. You're just saying, yes, I clean it up. I could be like, you know what? I'm not too hungry. I just ate like two hours ago and I will just inhale the entire plate. I think I inhale it too, but I'm more, I, I love the freaking sides. I'll eat all the sides and like have like still half of a steak left over. I love the sides. I love like the French fries with Matt with the ketchup, all, the yellow rice. Like, just give it to me all. So my mom, every time she orders at a Portuguese restaurant, she will actively request an entire gravy boat of mool mm. to come to the table. Like when she places her order, she already knows. Like she doesn't have to wait for it to come out and like see that she wants more mool. Like she already knows. She goes in knowing that she wants to order. Like I'll have a steak plate and could you bring like an extra bowl of mousse and they will come out with a full gravy boat like the the one that you would put on the table at thanksgiving dinner like to feed the entire family like they will right. put a full gravy boat on the table for her just for your mom <laughs> just for my mom which is just like what even is that mood it's most is it like beer is it mostly beer yeah right i think it is I was always watching them marinate food, like because they would marinate fresh food every day to eat. Right. And I would always be like curious, like as I was growing up, like I'd be like, oh, like how do you marinate this? Like, what are you putting in there? And they would just look at me and they'd be like, all pimenti sal, all pimenti sal, like those three ingredients. That's all you right. need. Just garlic, pepper, and salt. You are, that's all you need. Yeah. And we, our family marinates it like days in advance. Yes, like things things are not going well if she's marinating day of. No. She has marinated the night before, s- sat in the marinade in the fridge overnight at least. Right. Whereas like in my household, like I'm marinating it right now and it's like immediately being placed on the grill <laughs> and like zero percent of the flavors are soaking into the meat. Does that have the time to get it squished? <laughs> no, it does has no time. Has no goosh. <laughs> okay, so it's a miracle that we're even marinating in my household, though, because I did marry an American. 
Let's hear it. They don't season shit. <laughs> they never met a seasoning. I don't even understand. I've seen them. I've seen them take meats out of the package and put them on the grill. Straight from the fucking package. <laughs> that's uh, it's like a big note out. How like, do they even taste good? I mean, it doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> but but you they just like salt and pepper on their plate after it's cooked. And after I'm like the fact, though. after after the fact. So it just goes like from the package to the grill, and then on your plate you salt and pepper it. Nunca me vida. Nunca no me vida. I was like, <laughs> the first time that happened to me, I was like, what is happening? Why is a chicken breast going to the grill? Why is it going to the grill? Why is it going to the grill? Right. <laughs> it doesn't have anything on it. <laughs> it needs to be like in the bowl, marinated, should sitting in the fridge for a little while. Don't get me wrong. Like, it took my husband a while to get acquired to our taste, like our seasonings and stuff, because right. it's like salty, it's over seasoned. Like, but that's like what we're used to. Yeah. Him the first time I gave him a steak plate and he has this steak and he's like, what is all this gravy? Like what <laughs> why is it wet? Like what is going on? He had an experience with the first time eating a steak plate. And now he loves it. He absolutely yeah. loves it. So like I brought him over like from the dark side to the light, but it's just it's been a process. Does he see like the difference now? Like when he goes back home, like when he goes back home and eats now, is he kind of like Oh, like, oh, well, they do have it. My wife's family does have it. Like, right. Like they are onto something. I think he's probably somewhere. I think he probably lands somewhere in the middle now. So like his, his ideal meal would be somewhere in between both sides. Like, right. Cause he'll go to my house and be like, your mom doesn't drain the grease out of anything. They don't drain grease. I don't like, does your mom drain grease? Like she'll, she'll brown hamburg in a pan. Like, she's yeah. ma- let's say she's making like chop suey or she's making a lasagna or something, which I know are not like Portuguese foods, but she will not drain the grease. No. Which I thought was normal my whole life. Yeah, yeah. Cause I had to think about it and I don't think she does. And my husband, like, when we first got together and started living together, he's like, you need to drain the grease. And I'm like, no, like, you know, you just start making the gravy like right in here. And he's like, you need to drain the grease all my mom's foods like if you put them in the fridge overnight like the next morning when you take it out it just has like this thick orange gel right yeah and then he's like oh my god he's like you have to scoop off like a half an inch layer of grease off of your mom's food and like, <laughs> so so now i'm like a little bit sensitized to it too but like growing up that was just how i thought you did it you just don't you don't drain the grease like you're making right. a soup like you're making whatever like you're not draining any grease you're just putting it all in there minestrone soup you're just putting it in there i was just gonna say minestrone soup when my mom makes it so i'll bring it to work sometimes as like leftovers and i'm undoing the tupperware and it's all orange coated <laughs> yes <laughs> And I'm like, I hope my coworkers don't see this and judge me. It's because they don't drain the grease. <laughs> like <laughs> my whole minestrone looks like it's like orange on top. And then yes. once I like put it in the microwave and it comes out, obviously it's it's normal. Well, I guess. Well, maybe. it's not. Like you just <laughs> not. you just melted the grease right back into the soup. Yeah. Like, so my husband would scrape that. He would scrape that orange off before he heated it back up. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. Oh. Maybe I should do that when the next time I have my minestrone. Literally, my soup looks like it's just orange on top. So I'm assuming that that 
is a Portuguese thing just because of my experience. And my husband saying that that it's not normal, but. But I just feel like we have a little bit more flavor. Yeah. With it. Like, I don't know. It must, like, how do you not marinate anything? Like, how do you just, you buy it at the store, put it in the fridge or the, like the freezer slash fridge, depending on if you're making it whatever that day or you're defrosting it and then boom, right to the grill. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's jail worthy. And we had this whole debate too. We weren't sure if we're like, do you wash chicken or not? Like, did we ha- did we ever figure that out? So, well, one of our friends uses like gloves. Like she puts on the medical grade gloves <laughs> and buys it like pre-cut so she can just put it right in the pan. But I personally grew up in a household where like, yeah, we were washing the shit out of the chicken. They were probably like putting sabon in there, like putting some right. salt and like rubbing it down. Like they were like they were thoroughly, thoroughly washing the chicken. What was it? We saw like something online. This was already like a while ago. We saw it online, but someone like, I don't know, some celebrity doesn't like wash their chicken. So that's how we like just sparked this whole debate because we're like, do people not wash their chicken? Do they just like open the package and stop making it? I think the some of the people were saying that washing it like in let's say in your sink just like spreads the germs everywhere like now your right. whole sink is just covered in like salmonella chicken yeah. germs potentially <laughs> so i think that's why they were kind of saying like okay washing your chicken's not necessarily the best thing you can do but um i wash it i just try to be oh, you gotta get in there and give it a good wash <laughs> i just i give it like the like a quick rinse like i just yeah. like splash some cold water on it i i pour it out and i'm done like that's that's all i'm doing I want to give it a bath. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. My grandmother would spend, I feel like, hours washing kale leaves, curves, in the sink. Oh, (laughs) Vanaka. She she would wash everything. Oh, my God. I'm having flashbacks. She would wash saltine crackers. I have seen her put a saltine cracker under the faucet to wash off the salt because they were too salty. How does that work? It doesn't. <laughs> Did she realize, like, as soon as she puts it in the water, it's, it's just going to crumble? But she didn't want them to be so salty. So she would give him a little washerooski. I think there's like unsalted brands. <laughs> <laughs> this was in the 90s. So, like, who knows what was going on? But no, yeah. I'm all for the veggies, especially if like you grew it outside or especially if you bought it at the store. I'm all for washing. I can get on board with her. I'm also like an OCD and I wash my hands like 80 times a day. So I can get on board with grandma on that one. Mm. (laughs) But I don't know. I don't think I would do saltine crackers. Yeah, that was that was pushing it. So portion wise, let's go back to that because my my mom will cook a Sunday lunch if I'm around and we have four people, four adults and like a child. She will cook like 16 chicken thighs and 12 drumsticks and six steaks and then side dishes. And you're like, who is this for? (laughs) Why is, but it's there. And like, so I will eat. I'm all of a sudden, I'm like, I'm on my fourth chicken thigh like what is going on why am I eating four chicken thighs like it's in a steak like it's just ridiculous 
Yeah, my mom does the same thing too. Like, there's only there'll be like three of us, and my mom cooks, and as, as if there's like an army coming to like eat. There's no, like you said, there's no portion control. They just want everybody to have like multiple rounds of food. You get your extras, and then there's like a third. And like you said, you just ate a steak, but you'll eat like two drumsticks with it because it's just there. Just because and it's I've there. Done that. I've done that too. And like I'm like, I don't think at a at a restaurant, I would just eat eat the steak, and I'd be good. I'm right. content with just the steak. <laughs> right. It's ridiculous. And I guess it, like they have leftovers, so they're like big leftover vibes. Yeah. We're a big leftover people. It, it was weird, though, because I feel like they were cooking every night, no matter what. But there was always just like leftovers in the mix because they would cook so much. So like I couldn't right. really figure that out because it wasn't like they were just. Like they were always cooking. Like you're always cooking and there's always leftovers. So where are the leftovers going if you're always cooking in your lunch container? <laughs> Yeah, actually, um, just tonight, my mom made uh, seafood, uh, an actual seafood platter with mussels. And I'm taking the rest tomorrow for lunch. So my coworkers, I come in with this like gourmet <laughs> lunch. And my coworkers, I like run into like, you know, Burger King or Dunkin Donuts or whatever. That's like around the corner. And here I am just eating my. Your marishk. My, my, my marishki. That's right. <laughs> The other day, I had, I had a obifana, like a steak inside of a, a pop sook <laughs> for lunch. Um, that's my amazing. My coworkers are eating salad. <laughs> right. You know like, how are, who has a bifana as a leftover lunch situation? <laughs> Nothing will go to waste. So one of the things with leftovers that I always find hilarious is related to the soup. They, you know, like they, they're always making soup. They make soup more than anyone, right? Like my husband's family, I don't think ever made a soup in their entire life. Like, what do you even mean? <laughs> the Portuguese people love their soup and they'll always make this giant pan. It's like a magic pot of soup because you start eating it on the first couple days, right? The sauce starts to thicken up, so you need to like water it down to get it back to that normal consistency. So you just add water, and then you eat some, and you add water, and you eat some, and it literally just never the level in the pan never <laughs> changes. Like you just you ate like you fed like four people for the whole week out of this pan of soup, just- and there's still the same amount of soup at the end of the week. It's just they add a little more water a little more salt a little more water a little more salt it's, a, it's so true like it lasts them the whole entire week when they make it and at some point though it doesn't become soup anymore though i would think they make it like at least my mom she'll make it like extra stocky at the beginning of the week so that it like thins out and like at the end of the week it's still regular soup but is it really <laughs> <laughs> like if you just keep adding water at the end no, like my mom will do the same. Like it'll it'll be soup lasted for the week. That's the only way we got we get our vegetables in. Oh, we don't believe in vegetables in our in our culture. We never have like vegetables as a side. So kale in the soup is the only way we get it. <laughs> Absolutely, vegetables. Are you kidding me? Nukadamia vida. <laughs> nope. Never. I never had. I never had. Not at home. home. Not at home. Not at the restaurant. Like. And not at school? No. 
<laughs> no. No, I just I didn't even know vegetables <laughs> existed. No, we never had okay. we never had to eat our Brussels spar- sprouts. <laughs> Can't even I know say the word. that was always like a stigma thing, right? Like, oh, like kids have to eat these gross Brussels sprouts or these gross, gross broccoli and like Wait. never yep. offered. I was never offered a vegetable my entire life. Are you kidding me? No, I think our like- olives vegetables because they'd be like an, one olive on top of the rice. <laughs> Like occasionally we would have corn. Corn would be like a side of something, but that's it. My dad was frying. He was cutting potatoes and frying up French fries every night. That's what I don't understand. That's a lot of work. How are you? Yeah, that is. My mom would do the same thing. Like, because it would be like the fresh, pretty much fresh French fries every night. Yes. I just don't. Like my mom was very against buying like the pre-cut French fries already, like the frozen ones. Oh no, never, never. No, they would they would dice slice the potatoes into French fries. So much work. So much work, and then they would deep fry them on the stove with like the little pan. Yeah, because they didn't have air fries at the time. No, (laughs) and rice, and so it was mostly fries and rice. But you're right; they would open up a can of corn and like yeah, like an occasional. An occasional can of corn, but you eat your corn cold, like straight from the can, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's the only way. <laughs> Is there another way? I don't know. Do people heat it up? Do people heat up that corn? I don't know. I don't see. Well, why would you? I don't know. We never did. No, we never did either. Even for like Thanksgiving, that's the corn we use for Thanksgiving. It's the corn out of the can. <laughs> it's no fresh corn. Um, All right. You know, you know what green there was often, and it was almost like an appetizer and not necessarily a side dish. But we just found out that we both did the same thing where you cut oh. up, a, you just slice up a cucumber. You don't eat a salad. You just just a <laughs> cucumber. You slice it up and just salt it. Ah, uh, the best. <laughs> like I used to so, eat that all the time. Yeah, I actually had some the other day. <laughs> Everything's salted, though. Everything's salted. High cholesterol, right? If you eat too much salted things. I think yeah. that's what it is. I think that's the right so, so basically all Portuguese people have high cholesterol. <laughs> you always hear about it. It's either the high cholesterol, the high blood pressure, one or the other that they always have. The amount of salt. When I cook now, like I salt with like a small salt shaker. Like, you know how there's like a table salt shaker? Yep. Like that's what I use to salt my food when I'm cooking. I'll I will use a small like shaker. Yeah. My mom, like growing up, like she she goes straight from the big jug with the little silver spout. Like <laughs> she absolutely goes, I mean, she is like the salt is just pouring out of there, like fast velocity. Like it's just it's different. It's different than the way that I cook. Yeah, so my dad is currently making um, his own lupini beans. And so it's like a long process. Don't really know too, too much about it. It's like you got to wash. You got to wash it, rinse it out, and then you put it back in the pan with water and then you put salt in it. So I watched him salt it the other day and he literally just same thing, that container with a little metal sprout that comes out and it was just going down. (laughs) (laughs) It was ruined all the salt and i was like holy shit and uh, you have to do that like every day apparently in this step 
because it's like it has to absorb it. That's how it, I guess, the lupine bean, like the lupine bean gets like salty is by this step. But I'm like, holy shit. <laughs> like, my dad will probably be done with one of those little containers with the sprout thing. He'll probably be done with one of those by the time this whole process is over. I, I still can't. You've been telling me that he's cooking these lupini beans and you've been sending me these little videos that we will eventually post. But I can't wrap my mind around what he's <laughs> doing. Like, why can't you just boil them on the stove? Like, I don't understand what he's doing. So he tried to eat them the other day to see and he's like, oh, they're not ready yet. So he like he had he took a couple to try to see what the how it was doing. And he's like, and I tried one and I was like, oh, my God, this is disgusting. It didn't even taste. I don't know. So but does he cook them? Yeah, so he boils them first. So I have it all. I did all the video. So I will post this eventually when it, the process is done. I want to post this step by step. So you, I guess, buy the bean. Because I saw it already. When I saw it already, he was only boiling it. You boil it for like a few hours, I think. Because the other day they had it boiling for a few hours and you just let it boil. And then you have to like salt it. And then you just have to let it sit there. For like seven days. But then the next day you take it out, you take, you get the tosh, it's inside the tosh, you wash it. You got to like wash them, give it a rinse and then put them back in, put more water and then you have to salt them. And then again, it sits there (laughs) and you just have to repeat the process. So I'm really confused because I, for the first time in my life, very recently, like within the past, like three or four months, started buying dry beans instead of like canned beans for okay. like, you know, black beans, pinto beans, whatever. Instead yeah. of canned beans, I now buy the dry ones. I'm getting back in touch with my with my roots back to basics and going simple. So I'm like, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna buy the regular dry bean and we're gonna work this. But I didn't realize that the first time I bought it, like I thought you just boil the freaking beans. And then I read the instructions on the back and I was like, Wait, I'm sorry, you have to soak the bean for like 12 to 24 hours <laughs> first. And then you have to still cook it for like three to four hours in the pan. And I'm like, who has this kind of forethought for like, I want beans four days from now. Let me start my dry bean right. process now. Like I just so I can like I have these dry beans. I've made them a couple times, but I have these dry beans just sitting in my pantry because every time I'm like, oh yeah, I need beans to go with like whatever I'm making. And I'm like, I look at the clock. I'm like, (laughs) it ain't happening. (laughs) Oh no. Yeah. Who who knew that there was like a process to them? No idea. No, no, but so what I was going to say, the reason I'm confused with your dad's process is that with the beans that I cook, it's like you soak first and then you cook and then you eat. And he seems like he cooked and then he's soaking for days and then he's going to eat. So I just... It's weird. But him and my mom are like, nope, this is how you're supposed to do it. So it's something I, mean, I learned this past weekend. Listen, I trust them wholeheartedly. Okay? <laughs> I don't know. They could they could be wrong. Before we get too far off this topic, we need to talk about one more of the carbo load <laughs> pieces to this puzzle that we haven't discussed, which is the bread. Oh my God. At every meal. <laughs> Every every meal. How did we forget about this one? <laughs> I never obviously knew it was not normal growing up because it's just what we did. That was what we were used to. But when I started dating my husband, he was like, why do your parents have bread like all the time? He, he was not accustomed to eating a meal, like sitting down for dinner and having like 
full <laughs> loaves of bread the as bread. a side. He's like, I'm not eating a sandwich. Like, I don't understand why there's so much bread on the table, like when we're eating. I feel like a meal isn't complete if you don't have the popsicle with it. Because I always like, I need my bread to like dip it in the in the sauce. That's what I like to have my bread for. Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm dipping the bread in the sauce. Right, but my parents sometimes will have a meal. I can't think of a meal top off of my head right now. Lasagna, but, or something like that. But and they'll have bread. <laughs> they'll have a pop suck on the side of the lasagna, and you're like, "What is? What is this for? What is? What I get it. What are you dipping it in? Yeah, I. It's just it's like a staple for them. Like they they have to have it with the meal. I know we mentioned my father in the last episode going to the bakery and buying freaking ointments from random people, but he continues. He goes to the bakery every morning and brings home like half a dozen of bread. So my house at least eats <laughs> half a dozen of bread because he always has to like go the next morning to go get more. Well, yeah, because you're eating them. Like I eat the pup section in the morning for breakfast, like when I'm visiting my parents or whatever, like I'll have like two at least yeah. for breakfast. Easy. Easy. They go down easy. They go down easy. <laughs> they basically hollow inside. Like it's just, it's all air in there. There's a lot of beetles. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's like, how bad are they really? And when you like, they are like, yeah, they are really hollow. So how bad are they really to have? Have you ever seen like a nutritional fact on a pup suck? <laughs> they come in a brown bag. Like there ain't no nutritional facts on there. <laughs> Are these are these pop socks gluten free? No, couldn't tell you. <laughs> They're probably not, but <laughs> my, uh, my my guess is no. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, like, I, when I was little, did you used to do the thing where you would just open up the pop suck and just pull out all the the oh yeah yeah, the yeah. Mule? <laughs> eat all the mule out of it? My mom would, and then I would like put them back together sometimes. So, like. I would make just like a little hole and I would just use my finger like like a hook and I would just like right. pull all the inside of the bread out. And then like sometimes it would look like the bread was still there, but it was literally empty inside. And my mom would be like, it's like a little mouse was here just eating this bread. <laughs> a little mouse called Missy. <laughs> Missy Mouse. I love that your mom still calls you that though. Yes, my family. It's a it's a very family thing. Like my yeah, whole family calls me Missy. I love and that. I had a former coworker, like he just like used it in passing with me, and I just like had this like visceral reaction to it because I was like, only my family calls me that. Like it was so weird. <laughs> so like restaurants though, like I'm trying to figure out how like my husband thinks it's not normal to have bread with your meal because like if you go to restaurants. We'll give you a basket of bread, but I'm trying to think like maybe those are just not American restaurants. Maybe those are like the European restaurants will give you a basket of bread, like Italians or Portuguese. But then like you go to you go to an American restaurant and they're coming out with like a bag of popcorn. <laughs> right. Like you go to 99. I haven't been into 99 forever, but I know last time I just remember going to them. They always had like cheese and crackers, but they looked like little cheeses. Mexican, they give us chips and salsa, which I love. But even if you go to like, I'm going to say throw out like Longhorns, Outback Steakhouse, Texas Roadhouse, like whatever those chains are, like they're coming out with a bread roll for you in a basket, right? They have like little rolls. Yeah, like like, cinnamon butter or something. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. They'll have like a bread like that. 
Well, are we at, like, are you asking for that brand and then they come with it? No, they just come with it. No, you're right. Yeah. So I don't know why he thought it was so weird, but maybe he thinks that's more of like a restaurant thing and like at home for dinners, like his family never like was going out and getting rolls to have with dinner, but his family only cooks for a family of four. (laughs) (laughs) They're not getting bread every day. No offense. Love love you guys. But (laughs) they're not getting no pop socks. (laughs) Him coming to college here, was that his like first experience with like the Portuguese culture? Yes. Yes. And like being with you, obviously, like college yes. is being with you. Yes. That's crazy. So other than that, like before you, he didn't know anyone that was Portuguese. No, no. It's wild. Did, <laughs> didn't exist. Right. So I, I opened his eyes to the Portuguese world. <laughs> immersive. Had- it was like an immersive experience, like Van Gogh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I have a couple of like, I'm going to call them like rapid fire thoughts that I just want to get out there before we like switch gears just a tad on the, the on these topics we were just talking about. So like K- we mentioned kale earlier, like my grandmother was washing the kale in the mm-hmm. in the sink all the time and she was growing her own kale. And I just need to shout out the Portuguese people because kale is like trendy now. And kale right. like like kale's trendy. Kale's very bougie, organic, like, you know, everybody's Kale smoothies, kale this, kale that. <laughs> hot on kale, hot commodity, right? Right, yeah. Like, we grew up eating kale before kale was cool. That's right. My favorite soup is called Verde, which is three ingredients. is literally kale, potatoes, and, and like sliced up chorice. Yeah, and sometimes there's like a, sometimes there's a bean in there. If they throw a bean in there. <laughs> oh, Nuka. Nuka Namiya Vida. Oh, no. Bean in there. No. You never had a bean in there? I've, I've had it before with a bean. One oh, bean? Is- no. It was- <laughs> <laughs> Not one bean. <laughs> Imagine that. Okay. So, so the reason. It's like when you get French fries from like Burger King or McDonald's. Oh, well, probably Burger King and there's like an onion ring. <laughs> no. So the reason that I think this is so funny is because the Portuguese restaurant that I used to go to. You would order called verds and they would make it so that like, so let's say our whole table ordered a bowl, right? So they bring out like four or five bowls for the table and every single bowl had exactly one Charisse in it, like one, one ringlet of Charisse. <laughs> and it was like they counted, like they literally, like it was not one more, not one less. It That's was literally crazy. like they're scooping in the the broth and then they'd be like, okay, I'm, I'm Charisse. I'm Charisse. <laughs> like, just put one Charisse in each bowl. They have like the Charisse in a whole separate bowl already pre-cut and like pre-cooked. So they just like throw it in there because they don't want to give you guys any more or any less. <laughs> right. So it was like even. So like everybody got one Charisse in their Charisse. bowl. So that's why when you said the one bean, I'm like, I could just picture them in the back <laughs> just scooping out one bean for each person. <laughs> Imagine. You know, I, I've had it with like a like with like a kidney bean in there. Um, but yeah, no, like who would have thought that kale would be like this hot and trendy thing when we've had it all along. It was like the only freaking vegetable that we have. And it's crazy because I'm not really big into like kale smoothies. Isn't that wild? Like, I'm Ooh, not I love a- them. Do you? Them. Yeah. It depends what else they're mixed with. Because a lot of them are like, if you go, like, if you go somewhere, a lot of them are mixed with like the ginger and I don't like the ginger. So I'll have it without it. But I don't know. I'd rather eat it in my soup. 
Yeah, it, it's really good in the soup, but like I, I eat it in salads too. So yeah, Brent, I'll eat it in a salad. Brent lets me like put a little bit of kale in his salad, but it, he can't have it be like overwhelmingly kale because he says it's too earthy. Like <laughs> my face tastes, right now. Like it tastes like like the earth. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Your husband surprises me <laughs> all the time. It, so why doesn't he just put more salad dressing on it? Oh, wait, I'm sorry. You water your fucking salad dressing. <laughs> that's that's a whole other discussion, <laughs> folks. I made a whole TikTok video about how he waters down his salad dressing with tap water into the bottle. It's a whole thing. but And that doesn't taste like earth, <laughs> the tap water? <laughs> tastes like city water (laughs) (laughs) all right my last like rapid fire thought i guess then to just close this episode out is going to be about what happens when they find out that you like something so the second they find out that you like a meal that they made they will make it make it for you endlessly like you'll have it three times out of the week they'll make it for you they, they're happy that they like found something that you like but they overdo it by the third or fourth time you've had it you don't like it anymore <laughs> oh so especially if it's something that you actually don't even like so my my great grandmother she discovered jello late in her life she was very old she discovered that they had these little boxes and you could make these little jello things right a little gelatin and so she made this red jello one day and she said, Oh, let me take this across the street to Melissa. Like the kids will like this. Let me, I made jello. Let me go bring it to them. And she brought it over and it was honestly the worst jello I've ever had in my entire life. She didn't do the ratios right. It was like thick and chewy and crusty as hell. It was not good. I don't know how you can mess up jello. Oh, right. It was bad. Like it was tough. Yeah. I don't know how she did that, but it was, it was tough. (laughs) And (laughs) it was tough. I didn't obviously want to hurt her feelings. So she brought the jello over and she was like, Oh, do you like it? And I was like, "Mm." (laughs) like, couldn't even swallow it. Like it was so bad. And she proceeded to then continue to make me this crusty ass red jello for every single day because she had nothing else to do. She would sit out in the yard and I would have to eat it in front of her. And I was like, oh, my God, this is the worst. I'm, I'm in too deep. I don't know how to get out of this and be like, I, I really don't even like cello. You can't get out of it. You got to just you had to wait until she passed away and stopped making it. <laughs> Seriously, because they get so fucking offended. <laughs> if oh, my you, like, gosh. End up saying something like saying that telling them that you don't like something that they made. Yeah, I was in too deep. in yeah. the cello. I was like, I don't know how to get out of this. No, nope. You had to just wait till Eva gel. They stopped making Jello, or she was a goner <laughs> at that point because you can't say it. I wish I knew what she was doing wrong because that was such bad but, Jello. Like maybe it was just like not enough water. The actual regular Jello might be water. It's definitely water, but like probably, just not enough. I don't know. Like how did it get so chewy? Did any of your other cousins like eat it? Oh, is it just you for one thing? I think I was like the sole victim of the jello and it was, it was pretty bad. 
So the one time that I did have an aunt make something that all the kids loved and were obsessed with was hot dogs. And it was literally just like she'd go buy these Oscar Mayer hot dogs from the store, like the turkey hot dogs, and she would just boil them. And her thing was that we never ate them with a bun. So she would babysit a bunch of kids, like all my cousins and other kids that she would take in and babysit. She would just then hand you a hot dog. You'd just just grabbing (laughs) it in your fist, right? And you would just chomp on this hot dog and whatever. And like, we just loved it. Like we thought it was like the best thing ever. These were the tastiest hot dogs you've ever had, right? And all the kids just like collectively, it's all we talked about was like, oh my God, Titia's hot dogs are so good, right? And all of our parents, grandparents, whatever, wanted to do that for us. So they wanted to be like, oh my God, you love these hot dogs so much. Like I want to make them for you. And it was right. it was never the same. So it, she she literally did nothing. Like she just bought them in well, a package, boiled them and then let them cool and then handed them to us. But no matter what, my my mom tried to make them many times for me. My grandmother tried to make them many times for me and all of it wasn't just me, but like all of the kids would be like, "Mm, not the same. They're not the same. They don't taste the same. And my grandmother got so pissed. (laughs) She was like, I don't know what she does. She's just talking about my aunt. She's like, I don't know what she does. Which means like (laughs) she must be pee in the pan like she must pee in the water because I she couldn't figure it out and she was at her wits end and I just thought it was the funniest thing did you guys ever figure out what it was no or just no <laughs> I mean I didn't try to pee in the water so like maybe that is maybe my grandmother was on to something but <laughs> I'm like waiting I'm like waiting here like oh she's gonna tell me this is what your aunt did and I'd be like oh well but no you got nothing <laughs> I got nothing other than my grandmother's suspicions. <laughs> so I had a babysitter that I would go to in the summers. Uh, and same thing. It was like me, my brother, and like all her grandkids and very close with them all still. And I pretty much considered her as a like a vavau because I had my vavau in Portugal that I didn't get to see a lot. So she was like my other vavau. Um and same thing. She always, it, that was like another thing. She would always make hot dogs for us. It was always like hot dogs or like chow mein. And we would always like have cereal too. It was always a hot dog though. Did you raw so, dog it though? In your fist? <laughs> I did not raw dog it. <laughs> but we also didn't eat it in the bread either. So that's really funny. What we would do is like she would boil the hot dogs. And uh, once they were obviously like done and ready, she would we'd we would cut them like in little slices. Mm, yeah. Like a little like a hot dog, almost look like a little hot dog chip, and we would eat them with like our ketchup. Yeah, yeah. That's like that's yeah. a normal way to eat it. Like yeah. I was I was walking around with a, like- with a floppy dog <laughs> in my fist, you know? <laughs> Eating it like a slim gym. Like sometimes you'd get two and you'd just be like double fisted. Yeah, and it's just very little rascals like. I got two pickles, two pickles, two pickles. I got two pickles. Hey, hey, hey. Such a great movie. I could also mention what she would do with her leftovers. She always had a bunch of grandkids, her grandkids, and like me and my brother, like I said. And me and um, one of her granddaughters were the youngest in the group. 
So all of them would eat like their lunch. And like I said, it would be chow mein sometimes or whatever. Um, ramen noodle was another one, like the ramen thing. And so like whatever the kids didn't finish, <laughs> the older one, I know this is totally side note, whatever the older ones like didn't get to finish, she, she obviously, because she didn't want to waste anything, she would put everything like she would mix. So let's say like my brother had chow mein and the other boy had ramen noodle or like, and someone ate like say the other kid because it was like seven of us the other kid had cereal for lunch so whatever no one whatever they didn't finish she would just mix it together <laughs> and me and the younger one <laughs> ate that no ma'am no ma'am she was not mixing cereal with chow mein and i was very young so she was almost like feeding me at that point still because like i went there kind of young still very like very young so I had no like I had no say in it <laughs> and we talk about it till this day how she would mix everything together and like me and the younger it was only me and the younger granddaughter always got stuck eating it so it's bad enough like I thought you were gonna say like okay like it, let's say they were all eating their own bowls of ramen noodles and like they and all left just- a little bit and like she just kind of compiled it at the end and gave it to you like that's bad enough just nope. from a COVID <laughs> germ, a germ perspective, backwash perspective, like that's bad enough. Right. But at least it's the same meal. Right. But that wasn't the case. <laughs> so homegirl was mixing up everybody's different like beefaroni and yeah, whatever, whoever didn't finish chow mein and just making one big mshtuda and giving it to you. Yep. <laughs> Did you ever grow out of it to the point where you were the one getting the fresh food and giving the young kid some other young sap your leftovers? (laughs) Yes. So she did. So as I was getting older and I was still going there, she did have more grandkids. So they were younger kids, younger kids than me going there. still. I would get the fresh food finally and then they would get the leftovers. (laughs) So it was just like a cycle. Nunca. Nunca naminga vida. She was the best, though. She was awesome. Like, we would just run around that whole apartment. And, like, she would just stop us midway. She was amazing. She would stop us midway as we were, like, just, you know, we're playing tag in our apartment, whatever. And she would grab us and, like, wash our feet for us. (laughs) She was like, Jesus, (laughs) washing our feet on the Holy Thursday. Because they would get so black from, like, running around on her rugs. Our feet would get so black and she would like wash them like for us. We were just like in the middle of a tag game. <laughs> she would just pick us up. No. But anyway, that was just that's a tangent. <laughs> you brought up Jesus and I just cannot believe we didn't bring up Jesus with the soup. The soup that just kept on giving all week for leftovers <laughs> is a real Jesus, you know, fish in the loaves miracle. <laughs> Fishes and the loaves, yeah. <laughs> That's what they didn't tell you in the Bible. It was fish soup, and they just kept adding water. <laughs> That's how he fed five thousand people. <laughs> people, That's right. Just add, just add water. That's all it said on the label. <laughs> just add water. So it's about that time. Thanks for listening. If you're enjoying our podcast, please just give us a review on whatever platform you're using to listen to us. You can also visit our website. It's folkandfad.com. 
We have transcripts available there of every episode. And you can also send us an email, mail at folkandfad.com. Or you can hit us up on Twitter. Same handle there, folkandfad. And for Instagram, you can follow us at underscore it's called culture. 